0: Listening to Realm of the Mist Podcast with your host, Chris Stolly, presented by Realm of the Mist University. Hey, what's up, guys? Chris Stolley here. Welcome to another Realm of the Mist Podcast. I am joined today by Mr. Joe Cahill.
1: Hey, how's everybody doing tonight?
0: And my good friend, who seems to have gone through puberty, Mister Zephyr Zero himself, Keith Partlow.
2: He doesn't mean that. I just got a new mic. It's fine. No, pay I, mean, no I pay no I mean attention that.
0: to the voice behind the mic. Oh, I, I completely mean that. Like he got his first pubic hair today. It's he, we're excited for him.
2: <laughs> no the the fun the fun part is going to be starting the rumor that like we just completely replace Zephyr with a with an entirely different actor and uh that that and, and just never speak of it ever again.
0: Hey, or we could we could bring light to it like George of the Jungle too. Wait a minute, you're not George, me new George Disney too cheap for Brandon Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> I completely forgot about
2: that one. <laughs> Didn't really? they have a Brendan Fraser cameo anyway?
0: I think they did. <laughs> All right, so guys, we're here for one simple thing. Star Wars.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: Now for... Star. Star. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this all out of the way here. Episode nine dropped the trailer Monday night, uh, during the Monday night football game uh, of it of two teams of I don't give a fuck and who fucking cares facing each other, um, and in the middle of it, everybody tuned in to catch the final tra- teaser or not teaser it's the trailer itself, the final trailer of Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. For those of you that have not seen it yet. Or do not want anything spoiled for you. Guys, this is your warning now. We are going to be talking about this trailer. We're going to be speculating about what this trailer and all the other trailers mean leading up to the movie. You've been warned. If you don't want to know anything about it, click off this video right now. If you don't want to see the trailer, I am going to put the trailer at the end of this episode. So you guys will be able to see the trailer yourself at the end of this episode if you haven't yet or if you just want to see it again. So I do already have it saved on the computer for editing in at the end of the episode. But for now, could I'll put s- it in the middle of the episode. I could put it in the middle of the episode, but that's more editing for me. <laughs> I'd rather I rather force everybody to listen to the show and then watch the trailer.
2: What do you mean more editing? It's more here's the trailer and then you plop it right in the middle of that pause.
0: Yeah, but how long's the trailer? Two and a half minutes. We have to sit quiet for two and a half minutes. No, we don't. <laughs> you you cut it and you put it in there. <laughs> All right, fine. Here's the trailer. It's an instinct. together we're not alone good people will fight if we lead them people keep telling me they know me no one does
1: I waited. And now. You're coming together.
0: Is your undoing. What,
1: uh. What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last
2: look, sir.
0: At my friends.
1: Confronting fear. It's the destiny of a Jedi.
2: Your destiny.
0: Hey, how'd you guys enjoy that trailer? Let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) There, I edited it. (laughs) I literally stopped the first half of the show from recording, so that way I could drop the trailer right there and then start it recording again right now.
1: (laughs) First half of the show, we're looking like the first five minutes of the show.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
2: Realm of the the, the Mist podcast in which Zephyr is difficult.
0: And that's different from which other podcasts?
2: None of them, (laughs) honestly.
0: (laughs) All right, we're not here to talk about Zephyr. We're here to talk about Star Wars. Guys, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. You know what? I'm going to make it difficult. Zephyr, you saw the trailer. What do you think?
2: I'm definitely looking forward to... uh movie coming out uh i might not go see it just because i don't see movies when they're in theaters so i'll probably wait until it hits either dvd or netflix or something just because i don't usually go to the theater anymore unless i really 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 want to see the movie and believe me this is one this one's close it's close but it's not quite end game level um
0: wow really
2: Honestly the 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 whole the not quite end game level is like end game was like a cultural event and I couldn't not go. This this is more like it's it's the end of the saga and it's it's huge cultural touchstone but like I don't know if I have the time. It's like I'm busy most of the time so going out to see it in the theaters and especially with a with a with a 4 month old it may or may not happen, but I'm definitely going to see it eventually.
0: Well, I just don't know if I'll see it in theaters. To quote, to quote a character from a different franchise, "Weren't you the one that always says that if something's important, you make the time?" Quote Scotty from Star Trek.
2: Yeah, well, I I'm pretty sure my kid's more important than a movie right now. Um, uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, I digress. Uh, the trailer looked great. Um, I like that it didn't really play into any of the wild fan theories that are flying around right now with the whole, like, oh, Ray's going to turn to the dark side or blah, 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 and, and Kylo's going to be the real hero, and it's like, okay.
0: I don't know. I, I, I kind of dig that theory just because it's something different. It's not something that's really been done in Star Wars, the whole entire role reversal flip thing. So I don't mind that theory. It, the the ones that bother me are always like the uh, the 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 Reylo and and stupid shit like that. Honestly, what I'm
2: hoping for 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 what happens in Rise of Skywalker is um, I want Kylo and Ray to kind of like get. Uh, together as people who know how the old way was done and are, are forging a new path because the, the whole the whole thing of like the last movie with, with Luke being like kill the past and blah 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 and all that of like I think what they're moving toward is that the way of the Jedi and the Sith are going to kind of disappear and it's, and it's going to be a, a new path through the Force.
0: No, that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I I felt the same way. I speculated, I think, on a War of the Stars episode when we first heard <laughs> about the title, Prius uh, of Skywalker. My theory was that Skywalker becomes what the Jedi, like the Jedi's new name. If that makes sense, like instead of being a Jedi Knight, you're a Skywalker.
2: That's a, That's kind of exactly what I was thinking, is because... Luke was pretty much the the start of telling Ray to
0: start forging that new path. Exactly. So, I I that, I felt that's what the interpretation of the title is because you know of course there's fan theories that Luke has figured out how to beat death, you know, and 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 come back to life, or he's gonna force ghost lightsaber battle force ghost. Palpatine, or you know, so many different weird theories, and I don't think it has to do with any of that. I think, I think that's just wishful thinking of getting one last moment to shine with Mark Hamill when this is Ray's story. I, I am just going to be
2: uh, finally making the the gray Jedi thing canon. No, no, you're. you're... You're neither. You're neither Jedi nor Sith. I mean, Gray Jedi is a terrible name for it, so I like the idea of them naming it something different. But the whole Gray Jedi concept of you're neither Jedi nor Sith. You're just something else entirely.
0: Uh, I don't want that justified. I hate that fucking concept so much. But here's the
2: great thing: if they ju- if they make it in their own way in the actual Star Wars canon. Grey Jedi is no longer a thing.
0: Yeah, but then the same concept still is. Oh, I'm a good guy, but I get to use all the cool bad guy powers.
2: Yeah, that's like the most simplified version of the Grey Jedi, and I've always hated that. Like, the the whole point of the the Grey Jedi concept was supposed to be a lot more nuanced than just I get to use all the You could be a Jedi and, and still
1: do that, justify that. Look at Mace Windu.
2: It's called. It's called lawful evil. <laughs> it's called. I'm going to hack this dude up. Great Jedi. I get. I get to be a Jedi, but still use all the badass bad guy powers. The uh, D&D did that. How many decades ago? Uh, yeah, it's called
0: alignment. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get too deep in into that, though, let's get Joe's uh, overall impression
1: like the trailer it has it got my attention i may actually end up going to a theater to see one when it first comes out i uh, haven't decided that for sure uh, unlike you know zephyr i
2: well, i mean don't have a me teenage wrong. son I who definitely be, want to but i might not i have a teenage
1: son to. who will want to go
0: <laughs>
2: yeah my son's not so
0: no so i have that <laughs> advantage um Oh, shit, it, it, that releases is uh, December 20th, right? I think it's the 20th. Yeah. Never mind, that's a month before my kid's birthday. I was going to say, I have to take my uh, my son at least. It's his birthday, but no, it's a month ahead. <laughs> so mind, still uh, have turned 18. Really uh,
1: <laughs> but he's a total geek, so.
0: <laughs> oh, my kids already want to see it. But uh, anyway, back to your overall. Uh, my overall impression,
1: I love the fact that we've got the Imperial classes back. Uh, I think they are a much cooler looking Star Destroyer than anything that has shown up in the First Order. Uh, that, that scene of them breaking out of the ice. Right. That, that's what got my attention and said, okay, I think I want to see this.
0: Yeah, as far as that,
1: the rise.
2: was that? that more than, was that more than one of the Imperial class breaking out of the ice? Because it looked to me like it was just one. They just was a close up on one, Um,
0: but But, we
1: did see a fleet of them in the previous trailer,
0: and and we did, and we did in this trailer too. I mean, it wasn't like you know in the in in the ice, but you did see like that one shot where it looked like people were walking on the uh, the hull of the Star Destroyer, and like a a B wing flew by or something like that, and that wasn't clouds. That was more Star Destroyers, Imperial class. My
2: Star Wars battle lore is rusty. Did they manage to shoot down any Star Destroyers on
0: uh, Hoth? On Hoth? Not on Hoth. They yeah. hit
2: one with
1: the uh, Ion Cannon. Yeah. Okay. For a while, but it was back in the fight pretty quick.
2: I'm just trying to think of any ice planets I know that Star Destroyers went down on to try and you know place the scene.
1: And there was the one in the sand...
0: Well, and then uh, uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah, that was Jakku. Yeah. Well, one thing one thing about this trilogy of movies is they haven't really been visiting previously established planets within Star Wars. This obviously we we because of the Death Star two and and it looks like with with the uh, raised training, we're obviously if nowhere else we're going to Endor. Right. You know, uh, it definitely looked like. It. Well, I mean, even if Ray's training, which was the opening sequence, isn't uh, isn't and e- uh, or the main battle between Kylo and Ray is going to be there. I mean, it, we had a shot of them facing off in the throne room of the Death Star, too. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, that that's on Endor. I mean, unless they try to justify that pieces blew out all throughout the galaxy and it landed on some obtuse planet we've never heard of before now. Can I
2: just say I also love the cinematography of the trailer and that they make it look like Rey and Kylo could be working together, but you're not quite sure. Because it could easily, just not as easily positive. be a confrontation.
0: Well, that's, that's J.J. Abrams. J.J.'s very good at red herrings and, and misleading.
2: Yeah. Let's just hope they don't take a page out of Marvel's book and actually put fake scenes into the trailer.
0: I think the only star Wars trailer I could think of that ever did that was rogue one and two scenes come to mind. One where Felicity Jones was walking on the, uh, the, uh, uh, that bridge part to that, that, uh, dish and a tie fighter rose up and confronted her like feet in front of her that was never in the uh in the movie and and neither was uh vader looking at the red uh radar screen which was the well, now
1: you got to understand <laughs> from a director producer's point of view uh a lot of stuff makes it into trailers and then edits out later on.
0: That is that is fair and an that that's actual film. That is fair and that's true, but the the point was is that like uh, it's a really trailer, cool scene. It yeah, it's a really <laughs> cool scene, but uh the, the the point was is like out of all the Star Wars trailers that I've ever seen and that, that, this is also going back to the original trailers and the prequel trailers, I think Rogue One was the only time I ever saw scenes that were not in the film at all.
2: So I, I I bring I bring it up because like uh, much like Joe covered uh, a lot of times sometimes the scenes were actually shot and just weren't put in the movie. Uh, I I do bring it up specifically for Marvel because it's actually confirmed that they did shoot specific scenes for the trailers that were never planned for the actual movie, whatsoever.
0: Well, I don't I don't know if Star Wars has ever done that, like I said, with the exception of Rogue One, which could be like Joe said, it was just something that landed on the uh editing room floor.
1: We won't know that until the director's cut comes out. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But uh <laughs> with Kevin Feige starting to do Star Wars films, you never know. I could start seeing that happening in the future.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty
0: sure he's the one that started it with Marvel.
2: <laughs> Probably when-
0: What's
1: that, Joe? Wants to build the hype.
0: Exactly. We have,
2: we have to keep them guessing. We can't show them scenes from the big battle scene as they actually are going to be.
0: Well, see, that's that's the thing I'm curious about with some, some of these scenes. Like you said, where it looks like Ray and, and Kylo are working together, uh, like in that really white room hallway area where they are cutting down what looks like, like a marble statue or something.
2: Also, the the one um, I believe it was Kylo was walking toward Rey, and they're on top of the ship, I think.
0: Oh, and with he, all the fog and the water. Yeah, and,
2: and he he paper t- into an offhand or a backhand, uh, holding it backhand, and uh, that's that's not that's not the kind of thing you do when you're about to fight the person you're walking toward. I mean, unless you're Star Killer.
0: Well, that that that's fair enough, but you know, I hearken back to the Last Jedi, and where everybody thought the 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 trailer cut of, uh, Rey cutting uh, saying that she doesn't know her place and all this, and needs somebody to show her the way or whatever, and then it in the trailer it cuts to Kylo putting his hand out to her. And of course, both scenes were in the film, but they were completely out of co- context in the uh, trailer to, to build the suspense and drama. Of course, Thanks. so who's to say that the way the trailer was edited, that those scenes, although in the film, are completely not connected to each other in any way, shape, or form?
2: Right. Well, uh, that's what I, that's what I meant when I originally brought it up. Of uh, it looks like they could be but you're never quite sure because all, all of the scenes that are in there that kind of lend credence to that theory uh, could just as easily be confrontations or exposition.
0: All right. Well, let's, let's, let's move on to the next step because I definitely want to tear this apart detail by detail if we can, uh, because there, there was a lot of juicy things in this, uh, but there's two things I want to bring up beforehand. One, do you feel that it showed enough to hype this movie with really not revealing anything about the movie? Hyped I... me. <laughs> and, and
1: Star Wars hasn't done that for a while.
0: <laughs> you know, not since Rogue
1: One with the scene where she's up on the tower and the type...
0: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, that scene's gonna haunt me. But they gave me Vader in a hallway, so I'll be okay with it. <laughs> that, was, that
1: was worth it right there.
0: That, that, that was price of admission right there. You could have cut Ro- the rest of the movie and just had, you know, I would have paid the $20 to watch that two-minute scene. <laughs>
2: Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One was worth it with the dude walking through the uh, blaster fires, uh, chanting, "I am one. I am one with the Force, and the Force is one with me, to hit the button. <laughs> that was worth it yeah <laughs> blind you ever... you're just you're
0: just gonna walk right through and the force is gonna keep me safe <laughs> the, the the funniest the funniest thing about that is if you guys ever watch uh cinema win cinema wins on youtube they uh <laughs> they did the they did a uh everything great about uh rogue one and one of the funniest lines is uh no look shot, bet we'll never see that again, you know, 'cause there was a lot of like Han Solo style look away shots, you know, where people fire a gun or whatever and they're not looking at the target when they do it. And he's he the one line is like uh when Churr changes his bow into a uh uh basically like a bow and arrow bow caster and shoots down a tie fighter. He's like, No is it fair to say no look shot when the character's blind? Yeah. No look shot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, I, I actually I really liked the Cinema Sins video for Rogue One because they they did pretty much the same thing with the character. Of uh, <laughs> uh, they took off a couple of sins for the the walking through
0: and pushing the button. Ah, oh, he was totally badass. Greatest part of the cinema wins though was the Vader scene. As soon as Vader's breathing started and the lightsaber ignited dude's like counter just went up, 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 up and he's like incoherently babbling and all of a sudden he just blacks out. <laughs> it's like sorry, did I black out again? <laughs> it went from like uh twenty three wins to like two hundred and thirty five wins <laughs> just because of <laughs> Vader ignited the lightsaber. <laughs> Yeah, but but, uh, no. So, so Joe, in your opinion, you definitely feel that you know this this hyped the final movie of the saga.
1: I think that's the big thing right there. They're they're pushing that real hard. Um, This last trailer, the the first couple trailers were okay. This trailer, I, I think it was just exciting scene after exciting scene. Whether they're in order to miss you know, to, to mystify us or confuse us, the scenes were just phenomenally chosen.
0: And well shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about you, Keith? Do you think it's uh do you think this is a worthy trailer to the final movie of a forty year saga? It is definitely
2: designed to hype. Uh we'll have to see once the movie comes out and, you know, actually get a chance to see it. Uh, whether it's worth the hype because uh, Star Wars has been kind of a uh, roller coaster ride when it comes to uh, the movies over the years. But is it the is movies there...
0: or the uh, the critics of it? Because I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, and I'm I'm from the old school original. And yeah, there's some movies I like more than others, but I to to me, a bad Star Wars movie is like bad pizza. It's still pizza. There's, right. there's still,
2: there, there's things to love and hate about every Star Wars movie. Except um, Empire
0: and Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, go, uh, sorry, go ahead.
2: There's, there's things to love and hate about every Star Wars movie, but every movie has its individual merits, and you kind of have to judge each individual movie on its own or or where it sits in its uh trilogy because you know there 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 are people out there that that don't even still don't even accept the fact
0: that the prequels exist those people need to get lives
1: yes yes they do they're done they're there
0: well here here's the thing and 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 you know because I want to stay on the trailer I'll I'll just say this about it You don't like the prequels. You don't like the sequels. It didn't ruin Star Wars for you that they still exist. You could still watch just the original trilogy and be content. Don't blast anybody else because they enjoyed something you didn't.
1: Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. Problem solved. I wish. Um, So anyway, back on the trailer at hand. And and the the biggest question for both you guys before we get into individuality of this trailer... Do you feel this trailer in any way, shape, or form is going to put some people's fear at ease after the backlash of of Last Jedi? Now, understand, I'm not a person who hates Last Jedi, but there was a lot of things that I felt either J.J. was either going to retcon or he was going to use as a red herring do you guys get that impression from this trailer and do you think people are going to the people who disliked Last Jedi are going to walk out of this film going oh now it makes sense I feel like a lot of the people who disliked
2: The uh, the Last Jedi are going to walk out of Rise of Skywalker still complaining because at this point uh, while there were some reasons to criticize The Last Jedi a lot of the criticism getting was mostly just because a bunch of fanboys on the internet didn't get their theory proven correct pretty much and they were mad about it
0: well he's the same people that were mad at this trilogy because this trilogy wasn't what they've grown up reading in the eu and legends they they wanted the thrawn trilogy and instead they got this (laughs) you know Exactly. Suck it up. Every, Buttercup. Every,
2: everybody, everybody else was out there hoping Thrawn trilogy. I'm just, I was just sitting there hoping to like, see the young Jedi Knight series come to the big screen.
0: You know what I was hoping when they announced that they were doing a star Wars movie, that it'd be something that I would enjoy and be proud to have in my collection. Thus far, there are movies I enjoy and I'm proud to have them in my collection. I was Fair. easily, I'm easily amused.
1: <laughs> I, I, I own every one of them.
2: Uh, like Honest, part honestly, honestly, the 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 only real misstep I have I have uh, seen so far of the new tr- new trilogy is the space bombers didn't make a whole ton of sense to me. Why? They, they for were, one slow <laughs> as
1: shit. You're out in space. Come on.
2: Yeah, they they were, they were slow as shit. Two, they were gravity based bombers
0: in space. Does anyone else see the issue here? <laughs> Actually, no. Actually, no, and I'll explain why. Because the bombs had weight in the chamber that they were held in on the artificial gravity of the jet plane, bomber, whatever you want to call it. Its inertia, or not its inertia, but its momentum would not shift once it hits the vacuum of space. It's already heading in that direction.
2: Right, but it's also going to continue moving forward,
0: too. Well, that actually probably explains why they moved slow as shit. Exactly. It makes sense. It it's just people want to believe that, you know, space should be like those bombs would fall out of the bomber bay and just float off everywhere instead of just continuing their project con- trajectory from initial release inside a gravity field.
2: Actually, military yeah, standpoint
0: take, take bombs were a mistake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got. I, I still gotta, as a retired still, officer. No, yeah, I still, no, I still got to agree with Joe <laughs> on this one. From a military standpoint, the bombers were a
0: mistake. They were way too slow for what they were trying to pull off. No, and, I I agree you know, with that completely. Like as far as logistics is concerned, were the, were the bombers a good idea? No, no, not at all. But as far as the science of bombers dropping bombs in space, I just explained how that worked. Yet yeah, the physics checks out. It's still—why <laughs> is it, it necessary? Still, it still feels weird
2: as shit to me, as a moviegoer perspective. But like uh, again, with the whole military the, the military perspective, the the bomb the bomb bombers were a mistake because like we've already seen in universe that they have much better tech that does the same job.
0: No, you're right because the B wings and the uh, Y wings, which were. Seen throughout the original trilogy and Rogue One, they are bombers. The Tie mm-hmm. bomber. Well, Tie From, bomber, uh, but that's, yeah. yeah but that's that was the, that's the, that other was side. the Imperial, yeah. <laughs> but
1: I mean that that showing you, they can be effective if built and used properly.
0: Well, where's the Tie bomber effective? I mean, the only thing we ever saw it do was dropping, uh, drop, dropping the bombs. But I think it would it work on out an asteroid. about the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it would work out about the same as the Y wing.
0: Yeah, so either way, I mean, yeah, I agree with you there was better ships and better uh, faster ships that could have delivered the same payload, but you know, I I just like disproving that that argument that those bombs would not work in space. Yeah, they right. would. Were they a good idea? No, but they would work.
2: <laughs> speaking speaking of ships though, like you know what I really are uh, actually going back to the trailer like the freaking, uh all the different resistant ships all there and you can see a bunch
0: of the ships in the background and in, in sort of pseudo silhouette you're talking about that one shot where like you have an entire fleet behind the falcon and yep. there was a lot of ships in that shot but what's funny is right off to the right first easter egg you get is the ghost yep from rebels and I-
2: that 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 might be a the a ship of the same class as the ghost
0: might be the ghost, or it could just be an Easter egg. Well, that was definitely going to be one of the things I was going to ask: is that you know, if it is the ghost, are we going to get a glimpse of a live-action uh, Harris Adula? Potentially,
1: um, it's just an Easter egg.
0: Speaking
2: speaking of, they're just, speaking they're just of- throwing
1: it in there for the fans. To say, see, look, we even put that ship in for
2: you, <laughs> and it helps to build the hype. You know what? You know what ship I want to see finally on the big screen? Freaking K wing. I love those motherfuckers. I want to see them.
0: I want to see a return of the U wing. We only got them in Rogue One. That was a pretty yeah. badass fighter slash transport. I wouldn't mind. You? I wouldn't mind seeing that returned
2: the U wings were very interesting,
0: but uh I also wouldn't mind the uh the the z ninety fives which were imperial class fighter slash shuttles but that was can uh non canon that was a you know extended universe <laughs> but uh makes me wonder if they have a wing for every letter of the alphabet that's what I used to think as a kid yeah <laughs> But uh, all right, so we obviously we want to we want to jump off of the overall and go into the details. I'll I'll start off with the big one that just out of everything that we saw out of that trailer, and I mean there was a lot to intake. I think the one thing that hit me the most was the three PO scene. Yeah, the one last look at my friends. The one that, last look at my friends. I mean that, that's
2: definitely, that's definitely not foreshadowing or anything. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, you think about the previous trailer. We got you know red-eyed three PO, and now we have in this trailer him having this little alien creature tinkering with the back of his head, and delivering that line. Are we talking about death of three PO, or is three PO sacrificing himself for something, or is this how the Emperor returns? Because we never really see the Emperor, the Emperor's face. The only thing we saw was his robes and some form of mechanical chair or something that he's you know gliding towards Rey in in that that thing so one fan theory is maybe 3PO is possessed with the quote unquote spirit of the emperor or programmed with it plot twist 3PO
2: is pretending to be the emperor in the world's (laughs) longest con against the first order (laughs) <laughs>
1: I think the surprise is going to be that the rebel fleet is also going to have the, the remnants of the first order or something. Cause nobody's going to want Palpatine back.
2: They, 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 pi- they pitched the True. idea to three. They pitched the idea to three PO to pose as the emperor and three PO is just like, why not? I was a God once. <laughs>
0: So that line, I mean, it was, it was a double indemnity for me because, I mean, one, it is like, what is 3PO talking about? But at the same time, you can't help but almost feel like it's Anthony Daniels saying, you know, taking one last look at this universe because I'm never going to be 3PO again.
2: Yeah, I, de- I, I, I think that's the definitely
1: what they were trying to imply.
2: I definitely think it's, it's, it's one of those many layered things. Mm-hmm. Of they definitely included the line in the movie somehow, at least in the trailer, because it was a line in the movie. And uh, they definitely included it in the trailer to evoke that feeling of, of finality. And uh, it could potentially mean that 3PO is sacrificing himself or that 3PO is getting deactivated for one reason or another or whatever. But
0: who knows? Then again, he may have just been getting a mind wipe. Possibly as well. Cuz he's the only and he's the only droid in the Star Wars universe that consistently gets a fucking mind wipe. <laughs> <laughs> like if there was ever anything wrong with uh, Revenge of the Sith, in my mind is the fact that at the end of it when they go, you know, when he gives uh 3 3P- R2 and 3PO to uh Captain Antilles and he tells them to get the protocol uh droid's mind wiped nobody wiped R2. He knew everything. And that bastard didn't say shit.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think, I think that, I think there was, there was no need to wipe R2. Cause it's like, Oh, how, how the hell, how the hell is he going to communicate to anybody else? <laughs> What's going on?
0: I, well, well, come to, on. The first time have... he's, the first time he's plugged into an X-Wing with Luke. And he turns and he realizes that Luke's last name is Skywalker. Hey, I knew a Skywalker. Maybe you guys are related. He turned into Darth Vader.
2: I mean, we don't necessarily know exactly how uh well <laughs> I'm rust- I'm rusty on how my astromech droids work, but I don't know if he could just like start text chatting Luke in the X-wing. Granted, I'm not very familiar with their avionics systems either, so
0: well if if you watch like Empire and and Jedi, he has interactions with uh with R two in the cockpit where he looks at a little screen and it's given up the little Star Wars language on it whenever r two speaks so i I do think it was a talk to text for R two or at least a, a computer system that translated his beeps and whirls and so that Luke knew what he was saying. R2, you knew him. Why didn't you ever tell me? It never came up. Exactly. R2's a dick. He knew all about everything and nobody said shit. <laughs> you know, it, it almost makes me want to go bo- go
2: back and rewatch the entire original uh trilogy and see if like every time there was a chance for R2 to tell Luke something more important's not going on or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, no.
1: Nothing's going this on. Would
2: be a, this, this would be a great <laughs> this would be a great chance to tell Luke about all about his his dad and all that. And oh shit, we're being shot at. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, did I mention I know Yoda? <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. Well, you I'm know? trying to
2: take the lamp away from him. Come on. Okay, Yoda. but for like for like the entire entire time that they were there, they didn't have
0: One more time, you <laughs> broke up.
2: Uh, the entire time they were there they didn't have really access to the x-wing it was uh, stuck in the swamp true so if 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 luke and and r2 were truly relying on this uh, talk to text system that the uh, x-wing seemed to have there really wouldn't be any way for luke to under- truly understand what r2 was saying he could guess which i think is what was hap what was happening based on some of luke's dialogue choices there True,
0: but then again, I mean it's it's a weird it's a weird world in the new sequel because people understand BB-8 without a translator.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I've noticed. Do people just instinctively know how to talk to the beeping droids, or is it just hand wavy? If this is just how it works.
0: I get i I don't know, I guess they're just trying to say that this is how it works now, or that people thirty years since Jedi have learned to speak binary code, which I assume is what the beeps and worlds is supposed to be anyway hey if uh
2: if people can understand Wookiee and uh well actually Groot's not a Star Wars language, but eh, close enough.
0: <laughs> I figure people can understand beeps. I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers.
2: (laughs) My favorite, favorite bit of MCU lore is Thor casually pointing out that Groot was offered as an elective at Asgard.
0: (laughs) Oh man. But, uh, no, but staying on star Wars, I mean, I love Marvel and we could definitely have Marvel conversations, but
2: I'm pretty sure they had a similar line in, uh, uh haunt the the solo movie with regards to uh Wookie. Kashikian.
0: the only what thing the, the only thing be called the only thing I remember being stated in solo was when chewie and Han were trapped in the uh the the cell and chewie was trying to drown him in the mud and he started you know doing the growls and grunts and shit and chewie looked at him it' was like yeah I, I know a little. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that was about that was about it. You know, like I don't think they really delved that much further into it. It's just okay. Han knows a little Wookie.
2: Yeah, I didn't remember whether or not they explained where he picked. Them.
0: Well, I imagine it's because he was a street kid on on you know Cordelia, and he was working for that that you know underground thieves guild, for lack of a better term, and probably had to deal with Wookiees at the time, at least uh, refugee ones, because we know the Empire was hunting down and enslaving the Wookiees. Mm -hmm. So he probably picked it up that way. But who knows, they never really explored it that much. They may have been books.
1: Probably has a little bit of, uh, a lot of languages. I have to say, boss wants his money. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well that in effect I mean talking about the Star Wars universe it's the same as like Star Trek now Star Trek kind of cheats a little bit with the Universal Translator but you figure you live in this, this reality where there's so many different creatures speaking so many different languages and it's not like you know if we base it in reality where we have like so many people who speak so many different languages but we're all human beings we all have the same uh, vocal abilities. our mouths move the same, our our vocal cords work the same so we can make the same sounds. Creatures in the Star Wars universe may not be able to use common or or English or whatever the case may be. so you kind of have to learn at least to understand their you know other languages because right. they're incapable of of speaking the way you and I speak.
2: It makes sense. You know, so you you were you were saying with the R2 of like hey, I know Yoda like uh Chewbacca is just as guilty.
0: True. But you know what? There was no interaction between Yoda and and Chewbacca in the original trilogy. So that's yeah. kind of forgiving. Like Yeah, Chew- but Luke did definitely mention him. <laughs> I imagine he probably did at some point, but again, did he do it around Chewie? I don't remember him doing so. Because even when he went to go see Yoda, whether in Empire or to go back to see Yoda in Jedi, he never mentioned that he was going to see a Jedi Master on Dagobah. He just said, "I have a promise to keep to an old friend," or, or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. possibly. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and, it's and been Lando
1: while... and Chewie were heading straight out to go look for Han.
0: Right. So I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Again, not to. Not. To, not to. Not to rain on your parade or anything here but I, I just I don't I don't think there was ever interaction between Luke and Chewie to where Luke would have mentioned it because I, if I remember correctly even in the books like the 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 novel novella versions of the movies Luke didn't even mention it to Leia that he was training with Yoda during the time that it happened or afterwards with uh with Jedi after they saved Han.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he
0: didn't. Hmm. You know, his mind was on other things. I didn't, I didn't think he even
2: mentioned it to Vader that he trained under Yoda.
0: No, because Vader was always under the impression that it was Obi-Wan.
1: Yep. Obi-Wan has trained you well. Has taught you well.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Obi-Wan and Vader... Any chance we're going to get an Owen McGregor or Hayden Christensen cameo appearance in some way, shape, or form? Be there's a... definitely
2: the there's definitely the possibility.
0: Force ghost, uh, Ewan. Force ghost. Well, we got we got to have a force ghost Ewan because we can't have Alec Ennis. I
2: I will I will only accept the force ghost Ewan McGregor if uh, his first line in appearance is hello there oh
0: it's got to be there (laughs) it absolutely has to be there (laughs) hello there and uh well another another line that was in the movie that uh again harkens back to my question of retconning or repairing things from last jedi we were talking about it earlier with the scene where Rey's standing on top of the uh the star destroyer as it's rising from the the waters or whatever right before Kylo comes out of the, the fog smoke whatever you know uh she says a line that everybody says they know me but nobody knows me Now let's forget a moment that Kylo's response you know Kylo responded and said but I know you Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for a minute. And do you think this line is a direct, uh, statement to the fact that Kylo lied in Last Jedi in saying that Ray's parents were nobodies, and that JJ is going to be turning this story back to Ray is connected to somebody in some way. That whether it's a Kenobi, a Skywalker, whatever the case may be, she she's not just a nobody from drunken parents who sold her for drinking money. I,
2: you know, I think it's possible that they're 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 doing a little bit of retconning, although it's not really retconning if uh, you're basically just changing up the final result because Kylo saying your parents were nobodies. Doesn't necessarily mean make it a retcon. It just means that we weren't given the full story uh, at the time, and that may or may not have been the original plan uh, the whole time.
0: See, I, so, I stated that from the beginning, but I used the term retcon because of how how many people were so pissed off that she's a nobody. And you know what? I don't care if she's a nobody. It just it. To me, it's more about it feels like it falls flat from uh, The Force Awakens with the way it was set up. Again, I hearken back to uh, her vision when she grabbed Anakin's lightsaber. And the final part, the only voices you ever get out of the whole entire thing outside of like echoey nose and Vader breathing and stuff like that, the only thing, the only voices you get at uh, in that vision is Obi-Wan Kenobi's. Mm-hmm. Alec Guinness and McGregor, both doing lines, but I mean, the only one that was coherent in that whole entire vision was Obi Wan, which has had me steadfastly believing that she is related. A, a, she's a Kenobi.
2: But yeah, possibility and good theory. Um,
0: but with the, that, the... I, I felt like with the 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 the, the Kylo saying you're a nobody, you come from nothing. The thing the, I didn't care that it she didn't come from a lineage. What I cared about is it felt like it just kind of threw away a storyline that they kind of built.
2: I mean, it's not like, it's not like it's not a trope. The whole, you are not the one. Oh, turns out you are the one. True. Like that, that they, 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 I, I I hate that I keep referencing different movies when we're trying to talk about star Wars, but like the, you the the most famous instance of this trope is the matrix where the Oracle flat-out tells Neo he's not the one. And she told him what he, what he needed to hear. Right. So it might be that Kylo told Ray that your parents are nobodies because that's what he needed her to hear at the time
0: so that she would break. Exactly. Which is exactly how I took it from the first time I saw Last Jedi. It's like, you know, I, I had a James Earl Jones moment. You know, where I was sitting there, if you ever watched uh, M- Empire of Dreams, the documentary of the Star Wars trilogy, uh, James Earl Jones talks about like when he f- first read the, the I Am Your Father line, and he said, you know, as a, as an observer, he looked at the script and he's like, he's lying. I wonder how they're going <laughs> to play that lie out. Well, that that's exactly my reaction in the theater watching Last Jedi, and he said that you're nobody, you come from nothing. I'm like, oh, he's full of shit. Just trying to get the anger. <laughs>
2: like that that that's the thing that everybody like forgot when when that line was delivered, is they were trying to get Ray to break. Yep. They were pretty much torturing her. You can't really trust anything the captor says in that kind of scenario, because they're gonna say exactly what they need to say in order to get you to
0: say what they want to hear. Exactly, it was just manipulation on Kylo's part wanting her to to join him in the dark side. So the best way to do it is to to break her emotionally. That was that was exactly what I took it as from the first viewing of Last Jedi, but I I couldn't believe how many people thought took it as like, well, this is just this is canon and that's it, forgetting there's a third movie coming anyway. But I mean, you know, that's canon, this is it Now, oh my god again like you like you said at the beginning of the uh show you just destroyed my fan theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: it's, it's, like, <laughs> looking, at, looking at it through the lens of uh, a, a captor-captive interrogation thing there, like, that was almost exactly the line that Kylo was going to follow up the, you came from no one, you're a nobody, but I can make you somebody.
0: Right. Well, that, that he kind of gave something similar to that. If you remember, he's he's like you're you, you come from nothing. You're you're nothing except to me. You know he that that was the that was the line he gave instead of saying I can make you somebody except for, to me.
2: Right. Exactly. Like it's it's
0: that 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 is one hundred
2: percent of manipulation. And uh, not not necessarily an extracting information technique, but that's definitely a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, trying to convince somebody to switch sides. It's a like, straight uh, up when,
1: Palpatine maneuver.
2: When 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 you to, to
1: like Luke in the tr- throne room. Yeah, yeah, when
2: you are trying when you're trying to get somebody to switch sides, that's what you do. Is you basically tell them that they are nothing to to who they've been. Loyal Staying to. loyal to this whole time, and and that that you you can definitely make them better. Yeah, you man- can. Make them Somebody.
0: It, it's manipulation. It's it goes along the same lines as like you know women who stay with abusive husbands. It's what I belong. You know, um, but. Again, we keep we keep going off topic we keep talking about everything but this trailer. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> still on topic. <laughs> oh, we're still we're still on topic cuz it's still Star Wars, but I mean, this I, maybe that's a good thing. is that something this trailer does is it makes us go back and look at all the other films and and the interconnections to all of it. Speaking of Kylo and Rey,
2: did anyone get a good look at whatever the hell that thing they were smashing was
0: or disintegrating, or... I think they were in the middle... I honestly think it was as, as innocuous as they were in the middle of a lightsaber battle and they destroyed a statue. What that statue was, it could have been a Palpatine, for all I know. It definitely wasn't a Jar Jar Binks, because I would have applauded.
1: <laughs> 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 you mean the creature behind everything in the Sith?
0: Oh my God! If they if J- if JJ has the balls to pull that off, any <laughs> negatives I've ever said about the Disney led Star Wars, which hasn't been much, but any negative I ever said about uh, Disney Star Wars would be automatically retconned. Just like if you have the balls to have Jar Jar be the one in charge of everything that's happened, <laughs> <laughs> he's.
1: Plages.
0: Holy shit! That almost made no, no, no. He was in front of. uh, Never mind. I was gonna say it almost makes sense since Jar Jar and Sidious have never been in the same room, but I forgot he was the one that put Sidious in in power of the Republic. That was just part of his plan. Yeah, I I would, I would, I would honestly,
2: uh, I would honestly probably accept the jar jar Binks being the mastermind theory uh, more than George Lucas's original plan for like where the series was gonna go which was uh, are you familiar with the, the the story of the wills yeah so I I granted it's George Lucas's creation he's like, take this the, the story in a direction any direction he wants I just I feel like the whole taking things to the, to the wills being these microscopic uh, entities that control the force. It's a bit like jumping the shark.
0: Well, not really. I mean, again, that's something that was taken out of, out of context by fans, at least in my opinion, the force has always been a mystical energy field that surrounds and, and penetrates all living things. That's never been in dispute when they introduced things like the Midichlorians. What the Midichlorians were supposed to do two things. One, they were supposed to give a quantifiable ability to say how powerful Vader was. So it was a throwaway line for that. But two, the explanation of the Midichlorians was the fact that they were the reason why Jedis could manipulate and use the Force. Where Normal people like you and I cannot.
2: Right. Like I don't. I don't mind the concept of the midichlorian. It's just I feel like having the the characters of the the Star Wars trilogy go to the world of the Wills by like shrinking down to microscopic size
0: was a bit like jumping the shark. Like, oh definitely... that so he so he was taking star wars to honey I shrunk the kids yes that that was
2: his original plan <laughs> like okay. he he talked he talked about it in in interviews and such of like where he originally planned on having the series go after the original trilogy, and like I feel like that was jumping the shark a bit like no definitely you can definitely bring up the concept of the wills and like that 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 they're the They're the reason for the manifestation of the midichlorians and all, but like, don't, don't,
0: don't ant man it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need that.
2: You don't need
0: it. All right, well, Joe, you've been quiet in this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw one at you, Uh, you specifically. I'll, I'll I'll come back to this effort, but Donald Gleason, aka Mister General Hugs. Had a In The Force Awakens, he had a pretty badass personality as far as being the leader of the First Order, you know, uh, as far as military aspect. And, of course, he he Hitlered it up great on Starkiller Base. But then in Last Jedi, he became a punk character who was there for comedy relief. Do you think Hugs is going to get redeemed in this movie I don't mean redeemed as in he's a good guy I mean character goes full circle back into being a threatening leader though coward threatening leader and not just a cell phone your mama joke <laughs> um,
1: I think he's going to stay as kind of the, the comic relief for Kylo <laughs> Alright. Unfortunately, they're going to keep him as a punk character now. Because um, he was such a badass in the first film of the trilogy. This is showing how powerful Kylo has become as far as being the new supreme leader by how easily he can cow.
0: Fair enough. And uh, go ahead, Zep. I'm sure you get an opinion on that, too. I
2: mean, it's it's time we've seen uh, a badass character be turned into an absolute punk, and it's also not the first time we've seen a character who has by no rights uh, to even be considered a badass character turned into a badass character. Uh, I'm looking at you, uh, Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, thank you. Sorry to break, sorry to break your fanboy hearts, but Boba Fett was garbage. In fact, epic rap battles of history: Deadpool versus Boba Fett. They explained it perfectly, in one little line. You have five lines in the trilogy, and one of them was "ah," <laughs> followed by a belch. Yeah, you, you you had five lines
2: in the original, trilogy and one of them was a Wilhelm scream. Yep.
0: <laughs> well, let let's be let's be real. I mean, Boba Fett was a bounty hunter, was supposed to be most feared in the galaxy, and he, his death was he got poked in the back with a stick by a blind guy, and that forced him into a toothy butthole. Yep, you're a punk. <laughs>
2: and, and, and they to get to be fair, they did play up Boba Fett as being this galactic badass beforehand. Because like the, the you were supposed to be afraid of him, and he was a he was one of the best of the best of the bounty hunters, and uh, to have him die in in a punk way like that is almost kind of like all General uh, Je- oh. General Hux in the uh, Last Jedi, going from badass evil character to ramp up the tension to. Basically being turned into a punk.
0: Well, it it also fits in too with the prequels and the discovering that Boba was an unaltered clone of Django. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like all the other clones, now I know stormtroopers aren't clones. The the clone troopers were clones. But right. you know, the, the fact of the matter is is a lot of their ineptitude.
2: I do I do appreciate the uh um force awakens for clarifying that because i know a lot of people weren't actually sure and i know it was canon in the extended universe that you know that the clone troopers and the stormtroopers were two different things but like a lot of people got it conflated of like oh my gosh all the stormtroopers are clones because like as soon as clone wars came out they just made the assumption that right. the clone troopers went on to become the stormtroopers
0: yeah, when they when the the emperor didn't trust the clones, he yep. he, he used them, but like it, within the story after after the end of the Clone Wars and the rise of the Empire, he had the clones destroyed. Yep, and he the, just started I, recruiting.
2: I, I appreciate the the Force Awakens for like clarifying that by by basically the character of Finn, of uh, you uh, you're a stormtrooper and you are not He wasn't a fet when he Uh, took off the helmet. Right.
0: (laughs) Well, it was not just that. They also had a throwaway line in The Force Awakens between Hux and uh, and Kylo when they were talking about trying to find the BB unit that had the uh, map to Skywalker. And, you know, Hux's uh, troops were failing, especially with Finn, you know, uh, bailing out and uh, betraying the First Order. And Kylo's uh, response was, "Maybe I should recommend a uh, Supreme Leader Snoke about using a clone army, because <laughs> because that definitely went well the first time. Technically, it did. It put the Emperor in it power. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be real, the clones were the reason you know everything changed in the galaxy, and the Empire, or the uh, Galactic Republic, fell. Yeah,
2: that's fair." <laughs>
0: You know, but uh, and they were hell of a lot more effective than the Sith when you think about it, because they were the ones that killed all the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Execute Order sixty six. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about let's talk about some of the visuals we've seen. Uh, we've seen that one ice glacier on a uh, mirror smooth lake. It seems like where we got a perfect reflection of it, where it almost looked like it was just a chunk of. Ice in space, you know, or something where where the Falcon was flying to, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, we got the uh, the the scene of the Millennium Falcon with a shit ton of Resistance uh, uh, ships behind it. And of course we've seen scenes of like uh, the, the the rise of the Imperial Star Destroyers and, and all that. Are we setting up for probably the mother of epic space battles? Like are we going to rival or surpass the opening of uh, Revenge of the Sith in, in some form of uh, space dogfight between the First Order slash Empire and the collected resistance it's possible um honestly the thing
2: i'm most interested in is that that opening scene of the trailer cuz that definitely looked like endor and she uh, the the helmet that that ray dropped was pretty much exactly the same as the the helmets
0: they had for the endor gear true very very true I I definitely think I definitely think that was Endor but I'm fair enough to say that it may be she's training somewhere else. You know, uh if that was even a training sequence, she could that may not have been training, she may have been running away from something. We don't know again, it's taking it out of context because it is a trailer.
2: Yeah, my 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 big question is if we are going back to Endor, does that mean we're
0: going to see a return of the Ewoks? Oh god, I hope so. I know, I know I got I <laughs> There are people cursing my name right now, but I do. I hope the Ewoks make an appearance in some way, shape, or form. And you just took will, out
1: two will, of the largest groups in this this episode.
0: Will Chris. they? Uh, <laughs> will they grant
2: my wish if they're if they do show the Return of the Ewoks? Because I think it would be the most hilarious thing ever to have a scene of the Ewoks cooking a porg over a spit.
0: <laughs> but we already had kind of that with Chewie in Last Jedi. He was cooking a porg over the spit. I'm
2: saying keep it
1: going. <laughs> I'm waiting for. I want to see a trooper on on the spit. <laughs> <laughs> Come see, up that, carving a stormtrooper up. You
0: know. <laughs> see if I if I want if I really want the Ewoks in there. That's how I want them portrayed is not the cutesy little teddy bears that everybody always looked at the Ewoks to be. They're fucking murder bears. <laughs> and They, they are things them. of nightmare. They are <laughs> things of nightmare, and the worst thing George Lucas ever did with the special editions is make them fucking things blink. <laughs> 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 but no, the the, the I would, I would, I, I don't want the Ewoks involved in a fight like they did in Return of the Jedi, but <laughs> I definitely think we should see Ewoks on Endor if that's where we are.
2: Didn't uh, you, you have yeah. yeah. to in, in the extended universe? Didn't didn't Luke uh,
0: set up a Jedi temple on Endor, or was that uh, no? It was Yavin, Yavin. four. Yeah. No, he's he he set up the uh, temple in Yavin four.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know, led to other problems.
0: Yeah, (laughs) building over top of an existing Sith temple and (laughs) been a bad choice. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, back to the visuals. See, Yoda, Yoda (laughs) left me this old map that had location of all these different temples, but uh, they neglected to mark which ones were Sith controlled and which ones were Jedi controlled.
0: Oh come so it's on! A up. Come on! It's simple enough to figure out. Just look at the holocrons. Jedi holocrons are square and yellow, and Sith holocrons are red and triangles. So it ain't that hard. We could figure that out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little little did Luke know that the the symbols for the spots were the shapes of the holocrons. Oh, yeah, like all the, all the Jedi temples are blue squares. All the Sith temples are like red, little red triangles. <laughs> I just, no red I just don't know. They're not marked. <laughs> no, the do just not the forest.
0: Hob <laughs> rolls his eyes. The do the do not enter signs didn't didn't give it away either. <laughs> no trespassing. But uh, uh, of course we got to, we got to announce or, or talk about how uh, we had two scenes with Lando. We still haven't gotten any dialogue from Lando. But we have gotten two scenes. One again, where he's uh, piloting the Millennium Falcon with Chewie. He's and... like the
2: lat. He's like the last one left because they killed Luke. Carrie, <laughs> unfortunate.
0: They killed Han. Well, they are using Carrie in this. Uh, they're using unreleased footage edited in to to have her be in this film that now how much right. the she's the in stuff the, film. the stuff
2: the stuff they were able to shoot ahead of time so like there's there's not gonna be anything else after this so like they, they gotta they gotta wrap the, the story up pretty tight.
0: So I don't know if they're gonna have her like be be dead already and it's just kinda like flashbacks or, or something like that. I don't know if they're going to uh uh end her early because they don't have a whole lot of footage. She may survive the saga, who knows?
1: We don't know how they're going to do that, and and I'm kind of thinking Lando is showing up to help rally. You know, oh look, it's a hero of the original rebellion. Mm-hmm. We should go help fight too. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of the same reason I think Wedge is going to show up.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think Dennis uh, Lawson's going to do it. Now, if they get another actor to play Wedge, then sure. But the original actor, he—that's uh, like getting they already hit.
2: confirmed he was going to be appearing in the film.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you haven't been checking on your.
0: No, I guess I haven't, or at least I missed that one. Last I knew, he still wanted nothing to do with Star Wars.
1: Checks can do a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> You know I, I i last I knew he was still down the uh, same road as David Prowse. different reasons just you know but uh while while that's getting imdb beat um what other scenes can we talk about here there was a lot of different lightsaber uh situations within this trailer again don't know if it's one continuous fight in different locations or if it's something that's going to be throughout the uh, the the whole entire movie. But overall, what do you guys think? Is it just going to be like, a, like a, again, going back to Revenge of the Sith where they went everywhere with the lightsaber battle? Or is it just going to be they're going to constantly run into each other, have a couple little, like, you know snick, 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 and then get separated in some way, shape, or form until we get to the finale.
1: Need to have a a major lightsaber battle.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Last last movie of the series, you can't not have a major lightsaber
0: battle. Now, would you want something more technical or more emotional? (laughs) Again, Revenge of the Sith or Return of the Jedi, basically.
1: I actually would love more Attack of the Clone, or uh, actually the first, first of the tril- uh, the prequels.
2: Oh, Phantom Menace. Love
1: <laughs> the fight between Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon against uh...
2: duel, duel of the fates. Oh. Still gives me chills. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, can we talk about that? Because we're not just losing uh, Star Wars, or at least the the Skywalker saga with this movie. This is the final film of John Williams doing Star Wars. And just a taste from that the musical score of this trailer. Can we just pause a minute and talk about how wonderful this world has been and this saga has been because we have been blessed with John fucking Williams. Hmm. As if the Star Wars main title uh fanfare theme couldn't get any more epic. We got what we got in the Rise of Skywalker tra- uh trailer. Or a- am I wrong in this?
2: No, you're not wrong. I mean it's 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 definitely got the uh what I, what I'm going to dub the Williams factor.
1: <laughs> and music is such a big part of movies anymore. It's like, it's uh, like the
2: it's like
0: the Wasserman factor, but cooler. <laughs> you were you were saying about the uh, the music, uh, the importance of music. Just if done properly, it can make or break
1: a film. Uh, you can actually have a mediocre film. But put music in at the right spots, and it becomes, you know, as far as everybody else is concerned, a great film. Okay, having Williams do your music, oh,
0: okay, now that would <laughs> be seen... something
1: I would I would love to have done on one of my films. Although the guy I use is really good.
0: Well, again, I John Williams. I mean, he could write he could write an epic score of me going to the bathroom. You give him the, uh, you know, Philharmonic and and 10 minutes and <laughs> I'm going to be content every time I take a dump <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I don't think I've ever heard a theme even outside of Star Wars I don't think I've ever heard a theme John Williams has, has ever composed, written and composed that I didn't instantly fall in love with but I mean there was just something magical about this new rendition of the Star Wars main theme from this trailer it was it was it's almost going to be disheartening to go into the theater sit down watch the you know the the crawl hit and have the original version of the uh theme play instead of that version
2: there's going to be a second uh crawl at the end i guarantee it <laughs> the la- it's going to be the last one it's going to give you all the information of where where the the uh
0: story goes from end. there. Yeah, where the story goes from there.
1: I don't think so. Since they want to go off and do everything else in that universe, they don't want to lock anything into canon with a crawl.
0: I I I kind of agree with Joe on that. I I think they're even though they're calling it the end of the Skywalker saga and they're going to go off to different parts of the universe and and different timelines to tell different stories with different characters. I don't see Disney not leaving the door open to episodes 10, 11, and 12 at some point. Maybe not in the near future. But eventually when they start running out of ideas, hey, we but can always have. go back to this. You know? They start, they, they run out of fucking uh, cherry-picking from the extended universe.
1: I mean, no... <laughs> There was they were happy forever after the after this. The, you
0: know, galaxy was
1: free. And but you wanted to do a movie later on because you're gonna use the same
2: universe, just another galaxy and another that, time.
1: That, man, we wanted to make it that somebody else invaded and screwed around with everybody, but we kinda have to rewrite how we did that canon now.
0: Yeah, see, because I don't, I don't, I don't exactly know what Kevin Feige is going to be doing with Star Wars, but I mean, as far as I last understood, we still have the Ryan Johnson trilogy, which is supposed to be in a completely different galaxy. It's not even in the original Star Wars galaxy, so that way it doesn't cross over with the Skywalker stuff at all. And then, what makes it Star Wars? And then Benioff and Weiss. Last reported is The Old Republic, which is something fans have been screaming about since, you know, the first Knights of the Old Republic released on Xbox. <laughs> you know, the introduction of the character Darth Revan has had people clamoring for an Old Republic film. And Benny and Weiss is supposed to do, a, I believe, a series of films for it. So, I mean, there's plenty of Star Wars coming, but I, I, I imagine that, that even those wells will run dry eventually. And then finally, whoever's in charge will finally turn around and say, Well, what if we revisit 30 years later and see what's happening in the galaxy that consists of Skywalkers? <laughs> Hence, Episode 10. Overall, here's the final question because we are well over an hour here. Um, The final question I'll ask you guys and get your final impressions here. Overall, how confident are you that this film will do what it really needs to do? This film is intended to wrap up 42 years of storytelling uh, across three uh, three trilogies, of course, a couple spinoffs, God knows how many TV shows. You know, whether you want to count the cartoons like like Ewoks and Droids and stuff, or if you just want to count the stuff that is canon like Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, just a whole bunch of story has been given to this to this franchise for forty plus years, and this film not only needs to connect the sequel trilogy not only has to win back to fans that it lost from last Jedi and solo, but it has to connect everything together in a grandiose way. In your opinions does this film deliver? I mean
2: the the tra- from what the trailer I think it has the potential to deliver, but honestly I can't tell you
1: It needs to live up to the to the hype of the trailer
0: I agree it's got to it's got to connect to the trail it's got to live up to the hype of the trailer I'm not one of those people that's going to be disappointed if it doesn't but I know this film needs to has a need to be the greatest star wars film ever made
1: that would be star wars not a new hope not episode 4 <laughs> yeah. star wars the way I saw it in nineteen seventy seven.
0: <laughs> well, no, I agree, but I'm saying this this movie need to end it on a high.
1: If they're gonna end this this line.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I think this movie I think this movie has a good chance, like like uh like Zyfer says. I think it has a good chance of delivering what it needs to deliver. But of course it's gonna have its haters and everything else, and that that's the big thing. So Really, at the end of the day, I'm going to say to our listeners and stuff, go see the movie. Judge for yourself. Don't pay attention to critics. Don't pay attention to internet talking heads. Don't even pay attention to us. Don't let us influence your your opinion of the movie. Go see the movie for yourself. Evaluate your own opinion. And at the end of the day, enjoy it because it's a movie. And celebrate the fact that we've had this saga... For forty plus years,
2: I would I would add an addendum to uh, what what Chris said and say definitely pay attention to us and uh, like and subscribe if you can, but uh, you don't <laughs> have to agree with us. Fair enough. I like
1: that. That's that's really a good way to say it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> because you know we already know that Chris has completely knocked two fan bases out of here today. <laughs> more Fets will be listening to us, and we probably lost the Ewok crowd.
0: (laughs) Why would we lose the Ewok crowd? I was all for the Ewoks being in Rise of Skywalker.
2: (laughs) You didn't talk about them strong enough.
0: Now, if I wanted to alienate...
2: Notice how I never said Boba Fett wasn't a badass character. I just said he was... Not the badass character that he wound up being later on in the series when he was first introduced.
0: Look, if I want to alienate everybody, I would turn around and say the third act uh, gets an army battle with Gungans. (laughs) 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 And that's how we cancel Realm of the Mist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Shows up. (laughs) Misa thinking, use it in big doo doo. <laughs> and speaking of big doo doo, Joe, why don't you tell everybody where you they can find you?
1: You can find me Joe Cahill, director producer over on Facebook or Steamhouse Entertainment, my company, on Facebook, uh Instagram, Twitter, and please go check us out and go go check out all our movies that are listed that we're working on right now.
2: Thanks.
0: <laughs> and Zephyr you can
2: find me on uh, as host of uh, Press A Gaming every other Friday on Realm of the Mist. You can also find me over on our sister channel, Sounds Dicey, playing Billy Knoll. And uh, any other podcast Chris happens to rope me into at uh, any given time.
0: <laughs> as long I as mean,
1: exactly what he just said. Anything else Chris <laughs> wants me doing?
0: <laughs> you never know and of course you can find me here on Realm of the Mist podcast or uh, co-hosting uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall as well as occasionally appearing on other podcasts of Realm of the Mist Entertainment uh, right here on the YouTube channel like share, comment, subscribe and of course go check out our uh, sister channel Sounds Dicey Gaming where you find me playing Ferrante the, the extremely neurotic drow. And and hosting the other D&D game uh, that we play once in a great while, Four Corners of Hell. And of course, guys, you can find the audio versions of these podcasts on anchor.fm or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Guys, thank you again for hanging out with us. You will get into more detail of this uh, through Realm of the Mist Entertainment uh, by checking out our Star Wars show, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, where I'm sure John uh, Tolly and Ray Rumsey will be sitting down and breaking down this trailer. And Joe Cahill, excuse me. Joe is a host of War of the Stars. We'll be breaking this trailer down in ways that I didn't even dream of. So... Guys, go make sure you check that out, and we'll see you at the movie theater. May the Force be with you.
2: Make sure to like and subscribe.